This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Good night. How is everybody doing? This is Gilmy again from Gilmy at Gilmy Talks. And of course, you already know that because we're in episode 90 something now. And this is probably not not the first one you're 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 going to be listening to guys. But I have a fantastic guest. I have the one and only Jimmy Vandelay on the podcast. How's it? How's the day going, man? Pretty good so far. Trying to trying to stay cool because it's really hot out. Oh yeah, why, why, why the thirty degree temps all the way, all the way ready? Ah, hate that. That's so, so soon. Oh yeah. No, no oh. Serious. And also, uh, as as they know, it since it's my day off. There we go. Ah, right now having a railway railway city coal miners stout. And eventually. Sounds good. I like it. I like stout. Oh yeah, no stout. Stout is delicious. I love it. And don't get me wrong, I love lighter beers. Picked up a uh, Mill Street or or organic as well. Well, summertime I normally like lighter beers, but today I just went out, went went to to the LCBO and just tried a bunch of uh, random random tall tall boy uh, stouts. And yeah, and I'm just. Trying them out because uh, one, I'm thirsty. <laughs> but and as 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 some of you may know, some of you may 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 not know, Jimmy here is a fantastic tattoo artist. And first question I'm going to ask: Do face tat tattoos hurt? Um, I'd say no. My experience, all the ones I have have on my face, um, and like I have the sides of my head and stuff all done, have probably oh. been the easiest tattoos I've had. Um, cause your, your face is made to, it, it doesn't have as many deep nerve endings as say your ribs, your stomach, or, uh, palm of your hand. That one, that one's probably the worst, like most painful one I've had is my palm. Ooh. Yeah. See, I have zero. <laughs> so, and that's the thing. I'm not, never been much of a tattoo guy, but I've had an affinity for it because you guys are amazing artists. Because you guys work on, let's face it, you guys, your canvas is something that, that moves, that's living. Yes. So, yeah. I gotta ask, what are some of the difficulties of tattooing uh, a person in instead of just drawing? Uh, well, like you said, the, the first and foremost would be that sit still all the time, uh, moving around, skin textures, because everybody's skin is different. Um, like there's, you know, five types, but, you know, they're not all exactly the same. Some people have oily skin. Some people have really soft skin, um, you know, which is different than, say, somebody who's, you know, like like a, like a Vince who, like, is just jacked, you know, and super – his skin's real tight. Um, so you just got to kind of um, – so what I'm looking for. You just got to kind of how to know how to approach those different skin types. Oh yeah, 
And I'm thinking somebody who works eight hours in the sun like me versus somebody who has has the office job that might be a might be a little a little bit different to, or a little bit different too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tattooing really tanned. Um, I'll say sun damaged skin is a lot more difficult than someone like me who like barely goes out in the sun. Oh yeah, because. Uh, well, don't know if you can see my awesome tan line with the gloves right now, but <laughs> trying to fix trying to fix that up real. Well, I wear gloves eight hours in the sun, so yeah, that's a kind of kind of very different. Is one thing one thing I want to know is there some kind of official training for for ta uh, tattoo artists, or is it just kind of? Yeah, it's. Not a regulated industry. Um, tattooing has been around since about American tattooing, as we know it, has been around since like 1897. Um, but it hasn't really, until I, I'd say since when that Miami Ink come out, 2003, 2004, maybe. Yeah. That's really when it started to become an industry, and a lot of people. That's when like a lot of more companies have been coming out, uh, but up until then, and even still now, it's it's unregulated. It, um, there is, I would say, like an unwritten rule on how to apprentice people. Um, when I started in ninety nine two thousand, uh, it was usually about a two year apprenticeship, and you didn't touch a tattoo machine for probably your first year, year and a half. Um, we would focus on because back then we had to make our own needles and clean everything by hand whereas nowadays you can buy your needles in like pre-made which i do because it's making needles is terrible it sucks and there's a lot of like solder fumes and chemicals i've probably breathed in my early years that i shouldn't have uh and now you can buy disposable tubes which are not great Environmentally, you know, they're uh, they're usually incinerated, uh, but it saves health-wise because we're not using the same things and just relying on bleaches and toothbrushes to scrub everything down with, like we did back in the day. Um, nowadays, it's a little different. Most people seem to just kind of rush through their apprenticeships and not really, because most of the stuff that we that I had to do, they you don't have to do anymore. So apprenticeships nowadays seem to be like a couple months. There's no real regulation. We've been talking about starting a union, but then there's all kinds of issues with that as well. Oh yeah, because there's with unions there's good and also bad. It's just yeah, it all depends what union you would join, where you would start, what what kind of because uh, the tattoo industry is very something unto itself there's nothing else really really like it right and absolutely we actually get lumped in with hair salons and barbers which i think a lot comes from um sorry to interrupt yeah uh, no, i was no. just gonna say though that's because back in the day up until probably about the 60s i'd say is that's where tattoo shops were we're in the back of barber shops um some tattoo shops disguise themselves as barber shops uh, especially in new york is Tattooing in New York was outlawed until, oh, I might be wrong on my date, but I'm going to say 98. It, it, 
it was it was around that. It might have been a year. I might be a year or two off. I think it was around yeah. 98. Because I actually remember tattooing becoming legal in New York for some reason. So I was around. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm an uh, 80s kid. So <laughs> I'm getting Same here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, 19, 1980. I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I thought you were way, yeah. way, way younger. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot. Well, I'm just short. Oh, yeah. Where me, I'm six foot two, and I bash my, my head off of their stuff, so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the old uh, restaurants I uh, worked at, the wine rack was exactly six six feet tall. So if I would ever go go over for glasses, I hit my head off it. Everything would rattle. Everyone from the restaurant looks over. I'm like, yep, I did it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so where did the spark for uh, becoming a tattoo artist start, man? grade 11 and just went to a like an art school like an art vocational school robin hall in niagara falls okay and uh i took animation and like life drawing and stuff because i i always knew i wanted to do art uh, comic books and cartoons were always kind of my uh, for a while like my focus as a kid i liked animating i'm getting back into it actually oh, but cool. um i had a bad job it didn't really work out and then at the same time that was happening i was getting tattooed and the, I'm from a small town, and uh, I just became really good friends with the, with the tattooer. And then I was working at a record store, and just kind of not sure what I wanted to do. And then he just kind of didn't offer me a job, but he offered me an opportunity. Uh, he said he'd apprentice me with no guarantee of it coming to anything. But if I wanted to put the time in, he would he would teach me, and then we just kind of see how that would go. Okay. And, uh, was how it happened. It, it didn't, I wouldn't say it fell into my lap because I was already getting tattooed. Like I already had a, uh, this sleeve was already pretty much done. And, you know, growing up, I was always into the tattooing. Like I used to always read um, like those biker magazines and stuff. And uh, I was always into the idea of a tattoo. But doing them never seemed like, you know, a thing I could do until it was offered. And then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I could do that. And then I oh, just yeah. kind of hit the ground running. And you're from uh, Thorold, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm born yep. born in uh, Welland. <laughs> oh, okay. I lived in a little bit too. I'm so sorry. And uh, St. Catherine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I worked at a tattoo shop in Welland for a few years, so I lived on um, on the east side on Asher Street. Oh, okay. It was a, it was a time. It's a, it's a crazy little town, that's for sure. It's a... Um... I'm going to stick to my previous statement and just say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> because I loved going visiting as a teenager, and I still go down once in a while to see uh, see aunts and cousins and family, but I would never move back there. <laughs> right yeah, now. see, my mom still lives there, and she's always like, you ever want to come home? And I'm like, no, no, no. I know, I'm I'll good. figure things <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because 
what is my dad my dad's favorite term? Oh, he calls it the armpit of Ontario. So, yeah, yep. he yeah, yep. and that pretty much describes well in well into a uh, to a T. But and when did you actually get into refing? I gotta ask though. So I got into that again. It just kind of, I was training to be a wrestler. Uh, long story short, I was training to be a wrestler at the same time I started my apprenticeship in 2000 uh, with Danger Boy and Eric Young at uh, Neo Spirit in Niagara. Yeah. Um, I was there maybe about a year, and then tattooing. I had to make a choice between tattooing and that. And of course, tattooing, you know, obvious was the obvious choice because that's a career. Was you know, wrestling is pinnacle, pinnacle, finicky. Um, so yeah. some time goes by. I moved to Toronto. Um, I became me and Pierre uh, Doucette, who runs. He ran NLW. Uh, we became really good friends. And he never been to indie shows in Ontario, and uh, so I was like, oh. I haven't been to a show in a couple of years. You want to start going to them, like in Hamilton and stuff. So we just started going to shows all the time and just became friends with some of the boys, like Rip. And uh, I became actually pretty close friends with uh, Blade Bill Scullion. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, he started, I can't remember exactly how it came about, but he ended up starting the train me. And as that was happening, he was running um, Stranglehold. And then uh, he needed a rep. So he was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, of course. You know, anything to be a part of a show. I was like, I've been watching wrestling since like 1984. How hard can this be? <laughs> it was incredibly hard. Yep. Um, it's funny how like when you're watching on TV, you're like, oh, you should have done this and this and this. But then when you're in the ring, it's like, I don't know how any of this works. Um, but I loved it. And uh, I got a lot of good feedback. A lot of people were, were like, you're good rap. You should probably stick to this. Because at, especially at that time, they were like, there wasn't a lot of good refs. There was, you know, Connolly, Cassidy, um, Phil was still around. Oh, I know there were, uh, Harry D, but I, I didn't really know Harry D that well at that time. Uh, now him and I would say, I, I, I call him a friend. Um, he's helped me out a lot since I've come back. But anyways, yeah, so I just started refing for Stranglehold and working with Scullion. He would take me to, like, MCW in Oshawa and, you know, uh, shows at Rock University. I started doing um, what was that uh, LLW at the old Unit 13. Oh yeah. And I just did that. Well, and then uh, it was around 2009, I think, when I when I left. Because uh, again, I I started I I, I opened my own shop, and uh, I, it was the same thing. I kind of had a split my splitting my focus wasn't working, and I had to had to focus on one thing. So, of course, tattooing, again, is, you know, has to be the focus. Oh, yeah, because, you know, career, money, living. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and then, I think it was about three years ago, I came back when Crossbody started back up. Um, I still kept in contact with a few people, and, and Ben was always one of them. Ben and I always, always got along. I always considered him a friend. And uh, Ted... And then, um, yeah, so when he started up Crossbody, I think he said I was the second person he called. <laughs> and uh, it was good timing because I was at a point in my career where uh, I was starting to be able to dictate my own schedule and, just, and I was starting to do appointments only. So I was, it was much easier for me to, to make the time. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, go, yeah, okay. And, you know, 
work with some friends and then like after I think the first or second show I like the, the bug was back and I immediately like messaged super kicked who I also knew from back in the day and was like yo you guys need a ref and they're like yep and then it's snowballed since and oh, yeah. I don't see myself leaving and I know because I've I've seen you at Superkicked, I've seen you at Crossbody, one of the showcase series, which I think is a phenomenal mm-hmm. phenomenal idea. Love it. Love going yeah. love going to those shows because you never know what you're gonna get, and I really enjoy that because you never know who's going to going to be on those shows. Like a uh, yeah. couple times I've couple times i've went to those shows and there's been main event talent in the middle of the card mm-hmm. which is just kind of like this is awesome you you never know what you're really going going you're going to get yeah yeah and it's such a good idea too for, for especially for young guys who just you know the only way to get good is to just keep doing it and you just need your reps and yep. it's, it's hard because ontario is saturated with good talent but there's not not enough places for real green students or like people just a year in who need more time there's not a lot of places for them to to really uh always be working every weekend so it's nice to have uh, a project like that that really focuses on young new people and like and you can see it too with uh you know with a lot of those crossbody students like uh, jimbo jones Mm -hmm. um lacy um, sorry, uh, Crystal. Christopher. Sorry, Chris. Crystal Moon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna up. say Lacey, but I'm like, what's her work name? I'm terrible at remembering those. But oh yeah, yeah same. Lacey is like best examples of that. She's gotten so much better. Uh, she in has. The last, the last six months or so. Yeah, the last year. Um, when she worked Ethan, Ethan's fight to where she is now, totally different, different, different wrestler but it's the same person she has stepped up so much over the past six months before the world went crazy and covid happened and all the rest yeah <laughs> i don't mean to laugh but the world's kind of gone a little bit crazy lately eh? um yeah let's see uh past week Past couple months, between Tiger King, Murder Hornets, uh, States is kind of blowing up right now. Don't 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 really want to touch on that because I try to not be as political on the podcast as I am in real life. But because I feel, yeah, I oh yeah, just because as I think everyone's entitled to their own opinions, whether they're horribly horribly wrong. That's <laughs> that's on that's. That's on it, on it them, and I'll, I think I'll need about another four four of these before I talk talk politics. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, if you if you follow my Facebook, you I'm I'm very political. <laughs> oh yeah, I I I know. I just I just try to try to walk the line. I'm I'm I'll be honest. I'm how should I describe my political leanings? I don't like to be called liberal, but I am more left-leaning and more financially responsible than any conservative government has ever been. So you probably know yeah. you probably know which which party I vote for right there. So, but yeah, I, I, we're we're probably similar. So 
I I gotta ask about Backyard Pro. How did you get in, well, involved involved with this as Barry Wire ninety seven hardcore in ninety seven still hard 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 hardcore in twenty twenty? I think I got that right. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know too much about it. Um, so there's a a group chat where like we with our friend base. It's like pretty much everybody involved in backyard wrestling were on that chat, and uh, I believe it was Von Vertigo. Um, I believe I believe it was his idea. I, I could be wrong. Ulysses could be part of it as well, but I, I know it's mostly Vaughn's idea uh, as a way to just, you know, something to do during this time. And, um, you know, as a way to kind of give back to the community, it's something fun. Uh, somebody, I think it was Slam or somebody mentioned that it's in the vein of, like, South Paul wrestling, you know, that the, the WWE did. It's very much it. It's just silly kind of jokes. Um so they all had this set up, and then I think it was Brendon who suggested me. I'm not too sure, but uh, Jeff Vaughn just messaged me one day, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to be a part of this?" Because they all know I used to backyard in the '90s, like I think we all did, and I was like, "Hell yeah, I do!" And uh, yeah, so they were like, "Hey, come up with a character, and like you know, we'll figure some stuff out." So I was like thinking about it, I'm like, I thought it'd be really since I'm older than everybody by like at least ten years, if not longer. I was like, it'd be really funny if I did, like, a character based on my old backyard guy from the 90s who, like, just never got over it. And, like, it's kind of based loosely on, like, the Sandman, like, that kind of hardcore character. And people that I know from Reland, it's, it's very based on. And, uh, you know, it's somebody who takes themselves way too seriously but isn't really any good at anything. Um... Yeah, it's as far as I know, it's it's going to be mostly vignettes and funny promos. The wrestling itself is going to be, I think, they're only like five ten minute matches. Like they're they're just about jokes and and entertainment. And uh, not think proceeds from some of it are going towards something, but I don't know what off my head, so I don't want to say. Oh yeah. But, and as soon as you said, uh, some people from Welland, I, yeah. <laughs> I have family members that it reminds me of, and I'm just like, okay. Maybe <laughs> some people, yeah, that I hung out with in Welland, for sure. And, uh, like, like I said, like, my old backyard character was, like, I modeled off of, like, Terry Funk and Onita. Because back in the 90s, like, I was obsessed with, like, hardcore Japanese wrestling. Oh yeah, because and in the late nineties Terry Funk was a god. He was an old guy oh, doing yeah. doing moonsaults, the barbed wire matches, him, McFoley, Sabu, Sandman, basically ECW oh, yeah. at that time was on fire and it was great. And then it kinda of blew up. Oh and, it was so hot. Oh yeah. And then yeah. Well, I think we were in grade nine, my my friend that was also obsessed with wrestling. Got a, uh, it's probably like maybe 95, 96. He had a, the IWA Japan, like, deathmatch tournament. The one where Mick Bully, like, uh, got the chemical burn on his arm, him and Terry Funk. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I remember just, like, him and I watched that tape, that whole tournament, probably a hundred times. Like, as soon as it went in, we'd rewind and just start it back over again. 
we loved all of that stuff because everyone else we did backyard wrestling with we're all trying to do like hardy boys and cruiserweight stuff which is fine and like a couple of the big guys were you know kevin nash whereas like me and my friend were like no we're gonna do terry funk and mankind just <laughs> things i look back on now i'm like how, how did i not lose an eye or break more bones because you were what's the term i like to use oh you were young and stupid yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh no i've done uh, young and young and stupid things like I've I've told this story before. I've taken one bump in my life and I knocked myself right out. Concussion, the whole thing. Yeah. It's, Check a back uh, body drop uh, in a ring, like with professional. But I went way too high and landed too high in my head, and I ended up throwing up like an hour later. It was terrible. Oh yeah, it's I still to this day I don't know how I got home. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's um. Because you watch wrestling, oh yeah, I I know what I'm doing. Okay, just don't jump here too high. So you jump as high as you possibly can, and then you fall down. <laughs> and yeah, well, it's like I was gonna say, like, it's funny though, since like all my wrestling injuries have been like stupid things. Like like when I broke my foot a couple years ago, in the, it was just because I. I I was trying to jump around. There were guys in the corner, and I was trying to get to the other side so I wouldn't get hit. And it was just the exact same time Shane Saber took a step backwards and caught my other foot. So I came down with all my weight on, on my other one and snapped it. But of course, I didn't. I just thought like I heard it. I, so I finished the show, and then when I took my my ref shoe off to put my boot up, my my Doc Martin back on, my foot just went blah, just blew up. Yep. And then you're probably looking at it going, all right, um, I got to do something now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I avoided going to the hospital for about four days. I only went because Jody tricked me. Jody? Uh, Jody Threat. She, oh, okay. she drove me because she was like, I'll drive you home. And then we went to the hospital. Like, oh, yeah. Ah. yeah, because, well, if you're anything like me and an 80s kid, you just kind of rub, rub, rub dirt on it and just kind of move on. I'm good. Yeah. It's fine. It's all right. Keep going. Just oh, yeah. keep it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, breaks, breaks suck. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm, right now I'm recovering on a left ankle roll, and this is what I did. I tripped over a laundry basket that I put there myself the previous night. Yep. Just, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Most of my injuries have come from, like, skateboarding and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and I don't know why, but skateboarding is a thing that every '80s, '90s, '90s kid absolutely love. I, I love oh. that Tony Hawk is getting redone, revamped, rebooted. Yeah, yeah remastered. They uh, they're Remaster. using the original code from the Activision games, <laughs> so it'll be like almost the exact same. Just great. I'm so, super stoked for that. So you mean it'll be good and not one of these revamps that totally suck? And you're like, why would they even do this? <laughs> yeah, I think someone tried to already redo the original Tony Hawk. It's terrible. Yeah, it's uh, what was it? Tony Hawk on online, I think it was, and it would just. And it was. Yeah, and internet wasn't there yet, so you playing, playing with another person was very, very, very kind of. 
jumpy, sketchy, and but if they're using the original code, that will be absolutely, absolutely amazing. Oh, and uh, yeah. didn't you actually make a little video game a little while ago? Yeah, yeah. Back in, uh, I started in February, and then it came out in April. Uh, on my, uh, it's just a little Windows game. It's not very big. Took me a couple. Sounds like it took me longer than it did, just because there was a lot of figuring things out as I went. But yeah, I coded my own game, did all the art for it, and animations, and put it out there. It's free on gooddogogames.itch.io. And it's called <laughs> because it's called, uh, even fall. Even even fall. Writing that down because yeah. I want to check it out. And... Yeah, yeah, it's a fun little hack and slash. Oh yeah. Uh, two See, those are, are the games that I actually really like because my age. I love the two D side side scroller games because I mm. I I'm still thinking video games didn't get better after Mega Man Two, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love video games, but yeah, like my, that's where my heart lies. It's that SNES, Sega Genesis era. Oh man, I grew up with a Sega Genesis in my bedroom. I was there for hours. Just yeah. But and I still have not beat any of the Sonic games yet. Because after <laughs> after, after level three, it gets hard and I get bored. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Chemical Zone is a uh, Chemical Zone and the Casino Zone are pretty two pretty hard spots. Yeah, I got to the Casino Zone and I just could not beat it, no matter what I did. And then I. Then, as a teenager, I discovered pot, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I've been doing yeah. that doing that pretty much ever ever, ever since. And actually, I love legal, legalization. It's great. I can walk into a store, pick stuff up, go home. No more... Yeah, yeah. No more, no more, walk, no more walking around downtown asking sketchy people, Hey, you got any weed for sale, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah. I gotta make an order. Just ran out. Oh yeah. Uh, well, actually, I just put in a three hundred dollar order. Just met a guy in London, who's uh, met. He just op op. He just opened a shop to selling. He he was always a head shop, but he's moving into the selling, going all legal route, and yeah. So his stuff's apparently apparently pretty good, but he yeah. was totally sold yeah. out. Uh, last thing I said was, yeah, he is actually because of COVID nineteen, he's all sold out of a product, which is insane. He, oh yeah, I was talking to him about. Honestly, there's nothing really else to do. I got I got four wonderful kids, love them to death, but man, sitting around the house all day gets boring. <laughs> so, yep. I take take a little puff. I'm I'm writing again, which is nice, and just. Um, every artist, I wish I could be an artist, but I am terrible at drawing. Like just, I, it's a skill that I keep working at and nothing. I'm just, I'm still stick figure based. <laughs> it's just one I mean, of those it's, 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 it's like writing. I mean, you have to have the affinity for it, but at the same time, like just, it's just practice is doing it every day and, and practicing smart. Oh yeah. Because one thing I I really envy artists because they can put pretty much magic on the page, where me I'm just like I I cannot do it. I can do 
I know what I know. I know how to do podcasting, play 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 music, and and write. Wait, wait those are all okay. arts as well. Pardon? Those are that's all art as well, though. No. Oh yeah, it just. Um, I like watching. Uh, I, I I I don't know if if you do this, but I like watching graphic artists on on Instagram work, and they just pretty much go from squares to an amazing piece in twenty. Wait. Yeah, about twenty minutes maybe. And I'm just watching it and yeah. and and I just kind of watch that, and it's genuinely in awe. I'm just like, just because it's something I cannot do because. One thing I've also broken my hand three times, so holding a pen for me is difficult <laughs> at most. But hey, hey, that's just me. I kind of envy all uh, artists. But and with quarantine, what have have have, have you actually been uh, been uh, doing? Just just a drawing and art, or yeah, well, yeah. Since I I can't work in the shop, so I've uh, just been doing a lot of commission artwork for people. Um, I've started, like I said, I, started, I, I made that game. Uh, I'm working on my second game right now, but very slowly. And um, I, I'm getting back into animating. I'm working on uh, on a short right now, and I've been doing some freelance work with a company that makes uh, animated music videos. Oh, cool. Yeah, just keeping busy. Just, you know, I try to keep a schedule every day where I sit at the computer and draw from at least noon to six or eight, and then after that, you know, read a book or watch wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with my dog. <laughs> I'm surprised I've been whining and kicking my door in. <laughs> um, because I think we we did touch on uh, this before hitting hitting the record button. Roddies and Huskies are very very similar, but very <clears throat> different. Like mine's only about uh, yeah. like thick skin, thick coat, hates heat, but will run around like a freaking idiot if anyone comes near our near near our fence, and then just flat out lie down for like an hour after. Yeah, yeah. Roddies are very very low energy, like medium energy dogs. Uh, but yeah, they're they're not built for this heat. Same, like just she's 110 pounds and black fur and it's thick. And but if it's like minus 20. She just wants to be outside all the time in the winter. She loves snow. Oh yeah. But like even the today's walk, sometimes I kind of she's older, so some days I just let her kind of dictate where we go. You know, there's oh, yeah. a couple parks around, so some days I just let her lead the walk just to see where she wants to go. And today it was it was just around the block, and <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, no, going home." Oh yeah. Because... So, all right. No, just like mine. It's um, we have our we have three regular routes. And there is the yeah. there's the fifteen the fifteen minute one, half hour one, and the hour one, and it kind of let her just go where wherever because unless I'm working I'm not doing much else. My yard is finally done. Um, oh, and uh, drilling into concrete not so much fun. Just saying. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we have a backyard, but really cares about going out there. She'll sit on her. Porch, which is shaded, but like, which is usually sleeps by the bathroom. Oh yeah, because I I got the canopy up now for her. I got like the the pea stone for her to go and the patio stones for her to actually lie on. And then we 
I live right beside a park, so it's easy to just take her on that grass, let her go, go, go for a bit. Because huskies are crazy and um, they want to run and run and pull, no matter the amount of, it, of training. And I touched touched on on everything I want. Uh, you good to do the uh, the the Gomi Talks ten? Sure. Uh, first one. Uh, clean shaven or facial hair? Well, facial hair. <laughs> I have I have an Irish chin. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, night owl or early riser? It's pretty much both, but uh, I I am a night owl for sure. Oh yeah, because um, the sun burns. Yeah, well, well I'm Irish, so yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, barefoot or slippers? Don't like spurs, so I would go. I would go barefoot. Oh yeah. Or I find find as I get older, I find myself wearing socks and slippers way more now that I'm in the past. <laughs> in the past two years, I don't like being being barefoot at home. I don't know why. I and I was God. a I was a walking around town in bare feet and sandals guy all all the time. Now it's like yeah yeah no. Uh, hockey or football. <laughs> Don't really watch either, but I will say I prefer football. Football? I I know football better, so I generally tend to enjoy it more because I understand it. I understand AFL games better. I, I don't I know that the difference in NFL CFL. Oh yeah. But uh, I find, if it's on TV, I'd rather watch. Honestly, I find CFL games more fun more fun to fun to watch. They're fast. They're faster paced games. NFL. Yeah, they, yeah. They, and like, I, like more strategy. Like, I like, I like the strategy. Like, there seems to be strategy to them. Whereas hockey, I, I mean, I have nothing against it, but <laughs> it's, it's a lot of because I don't understand the rules. I guess it, it just seems like a lot of chaos to me. I don't really know what's happening most of the time, other than put the puck in the net. That's pretty oh, much yeah. the only thing I understand. Oh yeah, because um, well, hockey is is just chaos and guys attacking each other with sticks, but. And <laughs> and I worked in a sports bar for years, so vampire or werewolf? A oh, werewolf. Yeah, well, you got the beard, so you're you're almost you're almost there. <laughs> uh, poker or chess? Oh, chess. Chess. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoy chess, but I I I enjoy cards. I don't know why. But chess is but just more <laughs> uh, thinking. And I just understand chess better. Um, cards, I'm still confuse me a lot of the times. I'm not too sure what's happening, <laughs> and a lot of it just seems like like luck. Yeah. Um, so next time, next time we meet, we'll be playing poker for uh, money. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Facebook or Twitter? Oh, uh, Twitter. Twitter. I find more. Uh, how how should I? describe twitter um everyone just screaming into the abyss where facebook your grandma knows how to how to uh, use yeah I, I just find facebook's um i mean maybe i don't use it right because my facebook's private and it's just i don't have a lot of people on mine but i just find twitter uh news wise is it's more up to the minute uh, especially right now uh, whereas facebook i find is almost like a day behind everything yes. and uh for wrestling it's a great way to communicate 
with people. I use Instagram for my art because it's in you know image based. It's just photos. So yeah. that one's great. Yep. All right. Uh, salty or sweet? Uh, what was that one, sorry? Uh, salty or sweet? Oh, um, salty. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a chips guy. Yeah. Uh, lately, I've been I've been a peanuts guy. I've I've never been a peanuts yeah. guy up until the past three months. Something about quarantine <laughs> life. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, trying trying new things at I don't know burger or hot dog. Uh, burger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm vegan, but uh, I, I love I love burgers. Oh yeah. It's sandwiches. I just love sandwiches. <laughs> hot dogs are okay. I mean. Um, I I can say this. I prefer veggie burgers over tofu dogs, any day. Any day. I'm not a fan of yeah. tofu dogs. They're not. It's not the same in any way, yeah. shape, or form. It's just like, hey, let's just sell this to the vegan, vegan, vegetarian market. But sorry, uh, brother-in-law's vegan. My sister's uh, uh, ve- veget vegetarian, and some of their food's good, and some of it it just tastes like burning. I I, I don't know why, but. Yeah, I've been since uh, since about '95, and uh, yeah, in the last five years, is the food has gotten way better. Yeah, have you? The commercial food. Oh yeah, have you ever tried a restaurant globally local? Oh yeah, yeah, I eat there. Yeah. Pretty often. Okay, I I don't know if yeah. there's I don't know if there's one down there or not, but it's they're just frame. I can't remember when it opened. We just we just got one not too long ago. Okay, because the franchises started in London, went to Toronto, and then they kind of just blew up after that. Because I don't yeah. care, I don't care that their food's vegan, vegetarian. Their food is good, man. Especially that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what is it? The, the fake Big Mac. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I do the uh, the pulled pork sandwich there. Because for me, eating, I love, I love pulled, pulled pulled pork. It's one of my 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 favorite favorite food. But for me, eating pork is difficult. <laughs> let's just let's just say that it does not sit sit well. So I found this uh, fake pulled pork sandwich, and it is absolutely um, oh, amazing. Fav- my my favorite favorite thing there. I believe it's jackfruit. I think they use jackfruit. Yeah. But uh, if you ever want to make some, just get a can of uh, get a can of jackfruit. That's the best stuff to make pulled pork with. Okay, I will definitely try it, and I'm actually writing that down. <laughs> and last but not least, though, toilet paper, over or under? But do I do? <laughs> we don't even have it on a thing. It's just on top of the counter. You sir, uh, you sir are a I monster. <laughs> It ha- it has to go on the roll, man. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Like, do we even have a rule anymore? I think the rule broke like a year ago. We just never fixed it. But that, uh, oh, that is the worst answer I've ever had. It's just one of my things that, like, I have had full-on discussions. What's right? What's wrong? Like, I've had entire rants by. Uh, I I think Tyson Dukes went on a ten-minute rant about how how 
toilet paper if it's if uh, basically I say it's either beard or mullet if it's a mullet it's just wrong just wrong stop it there's a certain way yeah. you just do it <laughs> yeah I think when we do have it on it is over I, I think I do prefer, in my head I'm like yeah I prefer Google. okay it just makes more sense oh yeah and I forgot to ask you this one, so we're going to do the Gilmi Talks 11, but I, I, I got to ask it. Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? Uh, Iron Maiden. Nobody's a Priest. <laughs> I liked Priest, but Iron Maiden was, um, especially in like early high school, Maiden was like um, a, a regular, regular play. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I think I'm I'm the only one who prefers Priest, but that's just me. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. Thank you very, very much for uh, giving me a talks, man. And let's throw throw out your socials in case anybody wants to uh, follow follow you on the the interweb or or whatever whatever sure. whatever it's called now. Yeah. So, um, I guess my Twitter is uh, at refjimmy is my main account where I post mostly wrestling stuff. Then I also have Good Doggo Studio uh, at Twitter, which is my video game art-related one. And then on Instagram, you can just follow Art by Jimmy V. Uh, again, it's my art one. And then I have uh, Jimmy and Ilsa, which is my personal account, which is mostly wrestling and my dog. And then... Um, Again, Good Doggo Studios, which is my art and video game uh, account. Okay, man. Once again, thank you very, very much for the for the uh, for the uh, time.